Blog Talk Radio. What's up, partiers? What kind of night is it? What? Woo! What? Show me what they're doing. What? Brother. What? Ooh, yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fuzz and Travis Show. Let this be a sign.com. That's June 5th, 2016. It's good to be back on Sunday because we easy like Sunday morning or afternoon, whatever. Fuzz, how you doing, man? Doing good as always. Uh, feeling good, looking good, smelling good. That's all I got for you. Smacking how you doing, brother? Man, I'm great. Uh, it's been a long time since we talked. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe last night. But anyways, uh, great to be on the show, the mothership maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The mothership, uh, where it all began. Yeah, the Very much and so. Where it all begins again. So, uh, if you guys haven't been following us, we have a new podcast that we'll be doing in addition to this one called Monday Night Marks. So if you're a wrestling fan like we are, jump in that time machine and join us as we review the Monday Night Wars from 20 years ago. Absolutely. We, uh, our last Fuzz and Travis episode was actually the intro uh, for that show, so be sure and check out the Hostile Takeover. I'm just a few more not to go and then pick up with Monday Night March, which we recorded and broadcasted last night. Uh, so be sure to check out all of that in the uh, Fathead universe, if we can use that terminology. I don't know. The Fathead universe. I like it. I'll just tell you, I can't get enough of Fuzz. So, I mean, I just feel like everybody else should be the same. Oh, shucks. Look at you go. I, I do what I can. Do what I can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I hear that you, you saw... First of all, you had Ring of Honor the other night that you went to on your way. Once you finally got back home, which that's a whole thing we can cover on this episode. Uh, Ring, of Ring of Honor Friday night. Yep. Saw the Cardinals uh, slam some home runs last night. I believe four of them. So that was exciting. And I'm going to the game again tonight. Four homers. Mm-hmm. We've been getting pounded with rain down here uh, ever since you left, so – yeah, it's weird because usually when I go to the south, there uh, there's a ton of rain with me, but not so much. Yeah, a little bit rain last week, but didn't rain the whole time, which is good. Not this time, brother. Brother. So, would you like to share uh, any of the uh, atrocities that you suffered while in Fayetteville? <laughs> or have you put them all behind you? Uh- I pretty much put them all behind me, uh, you know, from losing my wallet to uh, my brakes feeling like they were, they were going out, uh, which they weren't, uh, to some type of varmint chewing through wires and causing my uh, car to go haywire, just one thing after another, man. Allergies. Oh, we finally got you home. 
finally got home. And and I made uh, decent time. Just got home in time to be able to drop the puppy off, get a get a little food in his belly, take him out to use the bathroom, eat a bowl of cereal, and uh, head to Ring of Honor, where I had one of the crappiest pieces of pizza I have ever eaten in my entire life. So Ring of Honor pizza bad, or it's just the arena. It was the arena. As soon as I head to headed to the arena, I walk in, see the snack bar, get a pizza, a slice of pizza, and a bottle of water. I hadn't eaten hardly anything all day, so I just needed some sustenance. Pizza wasn't even warm. Had a little popcorn later, and it's hard to screw up popcorn. And it was okay, but it was way too salty. Way too salty. So get your get your stuff together, man. Get your stuff together, uh, convention center, wherever. <laughs> Seems like every time I go see Ring of Honor out there, there's an anime or some type of comic book convention going on with lots of cosplay. And uh, that's your thing. That's cool. You know, I saw Link from Zelda, uh, a man dressed as Blade who had a sword. I don't believe it was a real sword, but you got to be careful when you're dressing as a character who has a realistic weapon. Oh yeah. It's just funny because Wesley Snipes is a cool dude. He's very charismatic. Obviously, he's a good actor and everything. And this gentleman who was pretending to be him was—you could just hearing him talk in, in passing. I could tell, not a very comfortable dude uh, when he's just talking. Not a very charismatic individual. So it's just kind of funny. Anyway, not here huh. to make fun of anybody. Except we're doing the Hall of Shame, but whatever. <laughs> Except we're doing the Hall of Shame. Is what it is. You know what I'm saying, dog? I know what you're saying, and I'm digging it. Dog. Dog. Anyway. So we're back. Travis, what's, uh, what's been going on with your uh, with your world this weekend since I've left? Have you been surviving? Yeah, we've been hanging out. I haven't really gone very much of anywhere. Um, yesterday, I don't think I left the house at all. Uh, Good. Cooked some more Hawaiian burgers, which I'm a oh, big fan man. of. And, uh, you know, this morning went to church, preached a little, went out to another church this afternoon, preached a little, and here I am with you. Stuck in the middle with you. There you go. But I'm here. How about We're it? back on Sunday, by the way. Yeah, the uh, the old school time slot. slot. But uh, we're back. Yeah, when we first started, we were on Sunday afternoons. So, kind of good to be back. Know. It's good to be back. With a brand new invention. Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy. Apparently, at some type of libertarian convention, there was a gentleman who decided he was just going to Start taking all his clothes off. This was on C-SPAN. Oh. Anyway. I said, easy, big fella. Oh, you have no idea. No idea. Yeah. I'm going to retweet that. Fat guy Boom. in little coat. This is fat guy in no coat at all. <laughs> oh. A little coat's bigger than nothing at all. Oh, I can just kill a man. 
Uh, maybe I am insane. Maybe I am insane. It's time for you to find out how insane I am. I am. Well, we, we really don't have any idea unless, Buzz, you somehow have an idea of who all went into the Hall of Shame class last year. I have no earthly idea, but I got some good ones to put in this year. I'll tell you that much. Sweet. Can't wait to uh, no, hear your no, call of shame. No Donnie Mateo tonight? No Donnie Mateo? I don't guess so. Probably working or working mm-hmm. on school or just too cool for us. Either way. Hanging out with uh, a girlfriend. Before, before we start the, the Hall of Shame, how about uh, Brock Lester? How about that? Going to be fighting at UFC 200, which means I think I'm going to have to buy that pay-per-view. Or at least go somewhere and watch it. Yeah. I love everything Brock Lesnar. He's just a great man. See, this is my idea. And I don't don't have any clue as to who he's fighting at this pay-per-view. But here is my idea. Just get like six opponents. And just line them up. They can be, and they they can be guys who, you know, aren't very good. Doesn't matter. But just like, line up a bunch of guys and just have them just beat people down, just one after one. Again and again. It'd be amazing. Yeah. You know. They they step in the ring and he just runs at them, beats them down, arm bar, choke them out, knock them out. I'd pay fifty dollars to watch that. Over and over and over again. Yeah, be awesome. Let's go. I appreciated the videos you shared with me of him beating people up. Yeah, we watched, uh, who was it? Um, Shane Carwin versus Brock Lesnar, where Brock takes a beating and then weathers the storm. Yeah, he did. And he came out and it was on fire. Who told you you can eat my cookies? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was kind of amazed at just how humble he was. Like, I guess you, you lose considered such, him you humble. Kinda, well, I mean, at the end there, you know, he like gave the credit to other people. Like that kind of shot. That's me. true. You know, it wasn't like I'm the man. I'm the best there is. But you know, like like you see in wrestling. Instead, he was like, you know, this this win goes to the guys who trained me and the guys who are my corner. And, you know, of course, at the end, he had a little statement that wasn't very humble. But, you know, I was just impressed that he mentioned anyone but himself, period. You know, and I think that's probably because I've mainly seen him in a wrestling ring, you know. So. I think I was just most impressed by the fact that he took that kind of beating and still won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just – it blew my mind. Blew my mind. I uh, I have to admit, tonight I'm planning on visiting uh, with one of my friends from church, and we're going to watch the second game of the NBA Finals. Or is it the third game? I don't even know. But uh, this will be the first time that I've watched an entire game of the NBA Finals in a really long time. Yeah, um, Steph Curry is uh, really getting me interested. Uh, Plus, I mean, 
you we talked about this the other day. This is what the sixth NBA Finals in a row that LeBron James has been involved with. Six yes. in a row. So, I, I mean, it just tells me that you know he's one of the greatest of all time. But all I'm saying is Michael went to six and he won them all. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at LeBron James, you watch him play, and you know, like you're saying, he's one of the best of all time. No doubt. Yeah. You can't you can't argue that. He's one of the best of all time. Probably, probably can make an argument for top three, honestly. You can make probably, a strong argument. Yeah. But the fact that Michael Jordan went six times and won every one, that's insane. Yeah. Jesus. Craziness. Uh, granted, I haven't seen as much LeBron James as I watched uh, Michael Jordan because I was just a huge Jordan fan, which, I mean, everybody in the 90s was. But Yeah, I mean, you would put down what you were doing. Like, if you were flipping through the channels, like, I, I, I didn't really keep up with the NBA. If I was flipping through the channels and the Bulls were on, hey, that's good enough for me. You know? I, I watched the NBA All-Star Game, which I really don't care much about any All-Star Game other than the MLB All-Star Game. I would watch the NBA All-Star Game because I wanted to see what he was going to do. Yeah. He was just he was just so different. And maybe maybe it was his style, maybe that's why we say hey, he was the best ever, but six six appearances, six wins. Hard to argue with. Cutthroat, man. He would dunk on his grandma, maybe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Probably. No question. No question. Got one thing to say. I see Adidas shoes. Why? I believe Michael Jordan's 53 years old now. 83. 53. 83. Unbelievable. And and here's here's why I say, you know, people always say, well, he had a great team surrounding him. Well, obviously, if he made it to the finals, he had a great team around him. But he was the all or the um, finals MVP. Every year that he won a championship. Every year. Here's the weird thing, though. Only a five-time MVP. Yeah. I thought that was weird, too. But there's only one Jordan. That was weird. Yeah. Do you think that we can still consider him the greatest ever if he doesn't win six titles? I don't. Oh, no. I, I think that's the defining characteristic. You know, uh, you know, Joe Montana, probably not the most athletic quarterback of all time. But, you know, he has a strong argument because he has so many Super Bowl titles. Tom See, but Brady, that, probably not that's, the most athletic that, quarterback of all time. That's that's definitely where I I, I don't know I, I don't know about that because the NFL is so different I one man in basketball can definitely make a huge swing you know and I understand you know being a QB but Dan Marino has always been you know my favorite quarterback and people say well he's not the greatest because he didn't win a championship and I'm just thinking man there's what 50 guys on a football team well he can't do well, it basically alone basically what I'm saying is is I agree with you I mean. Like okay. basketball, like I'm, what I'm saying is, if you win six titles in basketball, there's going to have to be an individual effort there that just is phenomenal. And, and what I'm saying is, is he had athleticism plus the plus 
titles. You know, I got you. I got you. He's got the skill to be, and and so that is, you know, he's got the skill of LeBron, but he's also got the six titles. You know, I got you. So, so that's my that was what I'm coming at. So I agree with you. I think that Dan Marino is obviously one of the greatest of all time. Didn't win any Super Bowl titles, Uh, but I I just don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it it should hurt Dan Marino's case for oh, being no. you know top five of all time because he didn't have a title. I mean, there's just. I mean, think about some of these guys. Think about some of these guys who did win a, a Super Bowl title that you know weren't anywhere in the league yeah. of Dan yeah. Marino. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying Jordan's got both. Indeed, you can. De- you can definitively say he's the greatest of all time, whereas you go, Dan Marino is one of the greatest of all time. Easy. Mm-hmm. Even without the title. Mm-hmm. But anyway. No doubt. Which is a great segue into the Hall of Shame. The Hall of Shame, everybody. How about it? Shout out to you, Don Mateo. Shout out to you, Donnie boy. So, Buzz, you piqued my interest when you said that you uh, had some interesting uh, Hall of Shame class members. Would you like to start? I'll start it off, yeah. Um, So, one of... One of my 2016 Hall of Shame, Hall of Shamer uh, member now is from the iconic band The Beach Boys. Oh, if you can believe that, I know. Whoa. And we're going with we're going with the drummer Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson, um, mainly because of his association with the Manson family. Wow, that's a little weird. Yeah, Hall of Shame. Wilson. Now he did leave the Manson family, but he did live with them. So, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, oh, you weren't aware? No. Yeah, I, I, this is what I always like to tell people: the Beach Boys are the only uh, band that can uh, be connected to the Manson family and. Uh, and Full House. Yeah. So, um, I can read you a little Wikipedia if you're ready. It says, in 1968, Dennis was driving through Malibu when he noticed two female hitchhikers, Patricia Krenwinkle, which is a great name, and Ella Joe Bailey picked them up and dropped them off their destination. Later on, Dennis noticed the same two girls hitchhiking again. The time he took them to his home at 14400 Sunset Boulevard near Will Rogers Park. Dennison went to a recording session. He returned around 3 a.m. He was met in his driveway by a stranger, Charles Manson. When Wilson walked into his home, about a dozen people were occupying the premises, most of them female. Dennis became fascinated by Manson and his followers. The Manson family lived with Dennis for a period of time afterwards at his expense, costing Dennis up to $100,000 in money, cars, clothes, food, and penicillin shots for the family's persistent gonorrhea. Whoa. In late 1968, Dennis reported to journalist, 
I told the girls about our involvement with the Maharishi, and they told me they too had a goof. A guy named Charlie, who had come out of jail after 12 years, he drifted into crime, but when I met him, I found he had great musical ideas. We were writing together now. He's dumb in some ways, but I accepted I accept his approach and have learned from him. Initially impressed by Manson's songwriting talent, Dennis introduced him to a few friends in the music business, including Terry Melcher, the son of Doris Day, whose home on Celio Drive would later become uh, rented by director Roman Polanski and his wife, actress Sharon Tate. Manson family members would later murder Tate and several others at this home. Manson held recording sessions at Brian's home studio. As of 2015, the recordings remain unreleased. The Beach Boys released a Manson song originally titled Cease to Exist, but reworked it as Never Learn Not to Love as a B-side on the album 2020. According to the Beach Boys collaborator Van Dyke Parks, one day Charles Manson brought a bullet out and showed it to Dennis, who asked, what's this? And Manson replied, it's a bullet. Every time you look at it, I want you to think how nice it is your kids are safe, still safe. Well, Dennis grabbed Manson by the head and threw him to the ground and began pummeling him until Charlie said, ouch. He beat the living uh, you-know-what out of him. How dare you, was Dennis's reaction. Charlie Manson was weeping openly in front of a lot of hip people. I heard about it, but it w- I wasn't there. Point is, though, Dennis Wilson wasn't afraid of anybody. And finally, as Dennis became increasingly aware of Manson's volatile nature and growing violent tendencies, he finally became made a break from the friendship by simply moving out of the house and leaving Manson there. When Manson subsequently sought further contact and money, he left a bullet without or with Dennis's housekeeper to be delivered with a cryptic message, which Dennis perceived as a threat. In August 1969, Manson family members perpetrated the Tate LaBianca murders for the remainder of his life. Dennis rarely discussed his involvement with the Manson family, and in 1976 told journalist David Feldman, as long as I live, I'll never talk about that. Bringing shame to the Beach Boys. Wow. That's craziness. I don't know that I'm going to be able to stop that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dennis Wilson, everybody. A 2016 Fuzz and Travis Show Hall of Shamer. Wow. Craziness. I'm not even sure what to say, <laughs> to be honest. By the way, I, I Googled top 10 worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. And so far, the list has included Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, and Eli Manning. So already, I can't take this seriously. No. Number seven, Ken Stabler. Six, Doug Williams. What? Jim Plunkett. He's number one. Here you go. Jeff Jeff Hostetler, number four. We're getting okay. warmer. Number three is yeah, Brad Johnson, number three. Uh let's see, number two is Trent Dilfer. That's the one I was yeah, thinking of. I was gonna say he was two or one. And number one, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Probably not. Alabama's own Broadway Joe Namath. 
number one, number one worst quarterback of all time to win the Super Bowl. Who is making this list? The Bleacher Report. I should have known before I clicked it that I couldn't take it seriously. Your class of 2016 Hall of Fame Bleacher Report. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my first one. They, uh, They mentioned that his regular season statistics for his career were just absolutely atrocious. Um, see, 50, uh, percent completion percentage, uh, 27,000 yards though. So no biggie. Yeah. 173 touchdowns. Uh, let's see what his QB rating was. Is that on here? <laughs> no, I can't find it. People. Probably was so long ago that it's not even a stat back then. 220 uh, interceptions. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. I don't know how long he died or how long he played. That's terrible. Uh, 1965 to 1977, so 12 years. Yeah, that is a lot of picks. Finished up his uh, career as a Ram, of all things. Yeah. There you go. Bleacher Report is my first input into the Hall of Shame. Drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Didn't know that. The football Cardinals, of course. The, uh, I mean, the guy called that he was going to beat the Colts, that his team was going to beat the Colts. And they beat Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts. But he's the worst one to ever win a Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. Anyways, I would have put Trent Dilfer number one. Actually, I'd probably put Brad Johnson or Jeff Hostetler number one. But anyways. Looking at uh, Alabama stats here for uh, young Mr. Namath. Uh, finished his Alabama career with 2,713 yards. Uh, average of 7.3 yards an attempt. Let's see here a... Pass completion percentage of 54.3%. And a passing efficiency rating of 125.7. There you have it. Roll Tide. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame, I'm assuming, right? Uh, Yes, I think so. Speaking of which... um... Derek Thomas has finally went into the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he only held the uh, single-season sack record since the '80s. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Neither here nor there. <laughs> Neither here nor there. I just think it's funny. Like, how do you, how do you even like feel comfortable putting a Pro Football Hall of Famer? in your list as the worst quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's in the Hashtag Hall of Fame. And it's not like the Hall of Fame has too many guys in it. It's not like yeah. the Hall of Fame has too many guys in it. If anything, they don't have enough. Yeah. So the Bleacher Report. Travis, your, uh, your first pick for the 2016 Hall of Shame? 
Yes, sir. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Who needs accuracy when you have opinions? Exactly. Am I right or am I right? Or am I right? Hashtag Bleacher Report. Hall of Shamers. Hall of Shamers. Travis, I I sent you the. the, Travis, I sent you, before we continue, I sent you the, uh, the link. For the Brother Nero video, I'm uh, kind of curious as to see your opinion on that. Um, I, I thought that it was decent. It was okay. I mean, it was obviously TNA through and through. Uh, I thought the video quality was a lot better than I was expecting. I just think Matt Hardy is trying too hard. Um, All right. All right, shut your mouth. This is where I'm going to tell you you're wrong before I, I get angry yeah. and put you in the 2016 Hall of Shame. Okay. Matt Hardy is broken, and he is amazing. That's all I got to say. That video, that video was awesome. I, I, too, I hated it when I first watched it, and I watched it again, and I was like, wait a second. I see what they're doing here, and this is awesome. Like, we have accepted oh. far worse. We've accepted far worse oh, yeah. in the past oh, in yeah. wrestling. So yeah. when when I really took a look at it, I'm like, wait a second. This is a good story. This is fun. He's gone crazy. And the Brother Nero stuff just is great. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I mean, makes, makes me want to watch it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Brother Nero. I think Brother Matt Nero! Hardy I enjoyed the video. I thought it was well done. It was well shot. I think the story's okay. And it has redeeming qualities. Have you but, seen uh, the yeah. version with Allison Chain's rooster being played behind? I did. That made it worse to me. But Really? Oh, it made it yeah. better for me. Yeah. So, I did not finish the whole thing. I got through the first part, and I was like, I'll have to finish this later. That's a shame. That is a shame. Ain't that a shame? Yeah, I, I thought everybody's crazy. You know, after I first watched it, I'm like, you are nuts. This thing was terrible. And then I watched it again. Not a, something just clicked. Something clicked, and I just, I was wildly entertained by it. Oh, I'm glad you shared it with me. I had no idea what those guys were up to. He's got a he's got a pimp. I uh now I've always been for the most part, I've always been more of a Matt Hardy guy than a Jeff Hardy guy. But probably around two thousand eight and afterwards I've been much more of a Jeff Hardy guy. When he really got to the the top of the uh the heap when he became world champion and all that, that's uh You were really on board. Felt like he just Yeah, you know, he's been awesome since. Now, well, that's good. I, I can't be bothered to really ever watch TNA, though, so there's that. <laughs> oh. Now, are the two brothers, are they still in Ring of Honor, the two chicken farmers? Oh, you're talking about Mark and Jay Briscoe? Yeah. Yes, they are. Sweet. 
Now, those were some good promos that you shared. Those are some good very good promos. Uh, they are they're just awesome. They both wrestled single. Well, uh, Mark Briscoe had a singles match against Jason Kincaid on Friday at the Ring of Honor show, and Jay Briscoe had a – he was involved in a six-man tag. He was teaming with War Machine, Hanson and Rowe, versus the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, Jay Lethal, and The Addiction, the team of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Just a lot of good wrestlers in that in that ring. Good time. Kind of a weird show. Some good, some bad. You know, not everything was uh, my favorite. The – Women's pre-show match was absolutely dreadful. And uh, then I saw Caprice Coleman and Dalton Castle have a stinker. And then anytime I see the tag team of the All Night Express, uh, I'm just in a foul mood anyway because I just think they're terrible. So They're killing me, Smalls. I saw Kamatachi and Adam Cole. That was awesome. I saw Leo Rush and Alex Shelley. That was awesome. I saw Adam Page and Chris Saban. Um, okay, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Adam Page or Chris Saban. Two very good wrestlers. Two very good wrestlers. And they decided to make this match no holds barred. And we kept noticing that every time they used, you know, chairs or whatever, the crowd was just dead silent. But any time they were wrestling, the crowd was going nuts. And I was like, this should tell you something. Nobody came here to see you guys hit each other with chairs. They came here to see you guys wrestle because you guys are really good at it. So stick to what you're good at. I'm down with that idea. Indeed. Down with that idea. Indeed. Is it my turn? It is one. Your turn. All right. I hate to even bring this guy's name up, but he's got to go in. The Donald. The Donald. The Donald. On the he's got to go in. He's got to go in, man. You ain't going to be a racist and try and run for president on my watch. All right? You ain't going to be a moron like him and try to run. Well, I mean, granted, we've had plenty of morons run and get elected, but this guy, man. This guy. I just I I don't know about him. I just can't believe he's made it my this biggest, far. My biggest beef with him is that he met a, a young Kevin on Home Alone two, a distressed child, and just left him. Yeah, what's that about? Come on, man. You don't even Come care about on, Kevin man. McAllister lost all by himself in New York City. Come on, man. Kevin, kidding me? Oh man. Oh, man. We got a little time for stupid news before we get into our last uh, few inductees. You got it. You ready? All right, I got a quick I got a quick one here. Hit it. Stupid news. All righty, then. This is from UPI.com, odd news section. London. That's England to you and me. French Bulldog in London showed off his shredding skills at a local park by climbing atop the skateboard and taking a ride. Video posted to YouTube by 
Iraq Skates shows Iraq the French Bulldog first jumping in onto the moving skateboard at Clissard Park and using one of his paws to push for speed. Not what I thought I opened up. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go back. I must have clicked the wrong one. Uh-oh. Here we go. Sounds like Here a bunch go. of Giant poop. In- well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Giant inflatable poop placed in Spanish town as message to dog owners. It's so awesome. Town in Spain installed a giant inflatable poop in order to discourage dog owners from abandoning their pets' excrement in the streets. The town of Torre Lodones, I think is how you say it, shared photos of the inflatable poop and encouraged residents to share photos of the massive message to dog owners with the hashtag NomasCacas. Travis, go ahead and tweet that, NomasCacas. Town Council spokesman Angel Guarios told the local – I'm sure I butchered that – the local that the town has about 6,000 dogs who can produce about 100, 1,100 pounds of excrement per every day. Holy Moses. That is more or less what this inflatable represents, the amount of poo left in the streets across the town each day. We're asking dog owners in a fun, non-aggressive way to realize the importance of Clearing up after pets. Town also installed smaller poop sculptures in other areas along with signs and encourage residents to help town by cleaning up after the dogs. This is one of the greatest obstacles to community spirit in our town. If you own a dog, please help us, the message states. Awesome. I'll be posting this article up on the Facebook page now. So head on over there, everybody, to facebook.com slash the Fuzz and Travis show. That's Fuzz with three Z's. And it's just Fuzz and Travis. Facebook.com clean up your, Fuzz and Travis. You're right. You're right. You're right. A little mad pooper for you. Poopa. Uh, I am Lander sucks. So there's some people in that town mad about poop. Dog poop. There you go. Poop, everybody. Poop. Poop. All right, Travis, I believe it's your turn for the Hall of Shame. I'm going to go kind of in the same boat with your last one. At least, I guess not the same boat, but they have, uh, they know each other. They've been involved with things together. And this may be odd. People may be like it's hypocritical because you spend so much time talking about this man's product. But Hall of Shame 2016 class, Vince McMahon. Vinnie Mac, everybody. Vinnie Mac. Hall of Shame. Now, what are you putting him in the Hall of Shame for specifically? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons why he could, but... Uh, I mean, as we've been doing Monday Night uh, March, there's just so many reasons. Uh, Commentary. Um, 
mean, obviously he's got moves that are amazing, and but yeah, he just seems like such a jerk. And I'm not even talking about his on-screen persona, like the whole thing of like you shouldn't sneeze in front of him, or you know, you know, I get fired locking eyes with him, or you know, it's just it seems a little ridiculous. And you know, he's a weird cat, man. He's a yeah, weird. He's cat. a weird dude. Weird dude. So. Maybe a little bit of a weak entrance, but I just, man, I, I, I have a hard time tolerating him. And maybe that's a part of my uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin loving self, but, man, it just seems like sometimes it would be nice if somebody could shake him and be like, hey, dude, get with the program. Uh, I'm I sure you. that's not all his fault. You know, they say once you turn 35, you know, like, you, you basically stop being as open to change as you used to be. And I'm wondering, as he gets older, if that's just where he's at. Obviously, he, you know, things are, I don't know. Things just aren't, he doesn't follow the same, the same formula that wrestling follows to be successful. And obviously, he's making more money than ever, but viewership is in decline. I will say this, I've been really really happy about the fact that he posted that article, and the first thing I saw as I scrolled down the page is an inflatable poop. A big, huge inflatable poop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty amazing. I know. That's what I was thinking. I need need just a big one to put in my yard or something, you know? For sizzle. would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, folks, I think we've got time for one more apiece. One more. Another one in there. A piece. Is it my turn? <laughs> I don't I even remember so. whose turn is it anymore. Yeah. All righty, it is my You're turn. Up, we're gonna, we're going to go ahead and put uh, – oh, geez. We're going to go ahead and put Joe Madden. From the Chicago Cubs in, and this may be oh. maybe I'm maybe I'm taking something too personal, but this is what I'm doing. Um, other than you know being a part of that dreadful organization, I've been a personally affronted by him when uh, I went to the Cardinals and Cubs game from a few weeks ago, and they have what it, I believe was an eight or nine run lead at the time, and. In the ninth inning, top of the ninth inning, he decides that he's got to challenge a play at first base. You're being a little ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. It's a close play. Oh, well. I think he was safe. I really want to get this right. Shut up. Hey. <laughs> uh... So you're, I mean, yeah. Let me have some class, you know. Well, he says, you're "Well, you know, they could come back and they could come back and win the game." Yeah, they could, but we didn't. And a nine-run lead. I mean, good grief, dude! Nine runs. Yeah, I don't get it. 
Maybe you're not supposed to get it. Maybe the joke is all on us. Here's the Fuzz and Travis show. Well, let me tell you something. We're not buying in. We're not the punchline of anybody's jokes, especially you, Joe Madden, Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, anybody else in the Hall of Shame. We're not your punchline. We're calling you out on it. We ain't your punchline, homeboy. So you can run and tell you that. Fans, you can stick it. Oh. Fans can stick it, brother. Pretty excited about these possible videos that we're going to be putting out over the next few weeks. If I can get my iMovie up and running. We got some videos to throw at y'all. That's the uh, benefit of that's the benefit of being in our in each other's vicinity, is we can do things of that nature. Insane videos. Insane in the membrane, if you will. If you will, in public, if you will. I tell you how excited I am, Travis. Uh, before you do your last one, I tell you how excited I am to be headed to Evolve Wrestling next weekend. Uh, I imagine you should be pretty excited. You haven't told me though. Feel free to express. Yeah, I'm, I am uh, over the moon excited. Uh, gonna, I'm disappointed. I'm do that. I'm disappointed you're not going to be there either because, uh, man, there's going to be some good grappling going on. Um, I got that on Friday and Saturday. I've got the Rays-Astro game on Sunday, and then I come home. So, and then that'll be my final week, I believe, before, no, I got two more weeks before I got to go back to work. So, pretty much taking the month of June off. Living life, enjoying my time. Because I'm 30, and life is good. Let's go! All right, Travis, your turn. Who is the final entry into the Fuzz and Travis Hall of Shame for the year 2016? Hall of Shame class 2016. This is a tough one. It came down to two head football coaches in the college football realm. Well, one actually retired, but it's not going to be him because he just has too much credit to his name. I can't really put him in the Hall of Shame. But this one has been poking where he doesn't belong. He's been poking the bear, man. Uh-oh. Jim Harbaugh. Don't do it. Jim Harbaugh. 2016. Jim, like, I really deep down liked you. I liked you when you were at Stanford. I liked you when you were at San Francisco, even though my Ravens and your older brother kicked your butt in the Super Bowl. Then you decide you're going to leave the 49ers, you're going to join Michigan, which I like Michigan. I like Michigan. They're my favorite, uh, or at least one time they're my favorite Big Ten team. And then you got to go and open your big yapper and talk about Nick Saban that way. Come on, man. I mean, you got big come enough on, problems. man. You got big enough problems called Ohio State and Urban Meyer. In your own conference, be opening your big fat yapper and talking about Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Have you lost your mind? I mean, just this morning. My my message to Jim Harbaugh, all right, and this comes from Fuzz Hardiman, all right, Jim, 
don't bring a knife to a gunfight, brother. That's my advice to you. Know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, you got to be smarter than that. You've got to be smarter than that. You can't just go out there talking trash to Nick Saban thinking, oh, well, Nick Saban will respond. Nick Saban is the most cerebral man in college football, maybe college football history. And you think that he's going to come out oh, I could you know, and, a man. And, and reply to goofy things like that? Come on. Like, Jim, first of all, grow up. Ridiculous. That's what I'm screaming. Ridiculous. That's what I'm screaming about. That's what I'm screaming. What you're screaming? Bunch of punks. Hey, Chad anyway. no Donnie Mateo on the show tonight. Yeah. Old Donnie boy probably slaving away wearing his orange at the Home Depot. Rock and roll. Depot. I'm sure he would have had some great Hall of Shame induction people, I'm sure. Um, Indeed. You know, while we've got a second, you guys just be sure to check out. just going to go ahead and throw this out there again. Obviously, we've got this, the mothership, blogtalkradio.com backslash the Fuzz and Travis show, which you obviously know if you're listening to this. But be sure to head on over to blogtalkradio.com backslash Monday Night Marks. And check out the new podcast we got going there. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com, backslash Fuzz and Travis, always with three Zs. We also got Instagram on the same Insta. name and also a Snapchat. So hit us up. Got to love the Instagram and Snapchat. Snapchat's my fave. Not going to lie. Snapchat is fun. Love it. Love it. Oh, we also have YouTube.com backslash Buzz and Travis. So, you know, just all kinds of stuff going on. You can check out. Let this be a sign.com. Heck yeah. <clears throat> Hall of Heck Shame. Yeah. Buzz, when's the, when's the moment in your life in which you felt shame? Or do you even feel shame? Well, I've felt plenty of shame, but. <laughs> those are matters I'd like to discuss on the show. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Try and keep those uh, keep those as close to the chest as possible and not really yeah. put that out there. Uh, what about embarrassing How about you? moments? Embarrassing moments? Um, I think I mentioned this one on the show before when I was in preschool and I uh, made, uh, made duty in my britches. I had to tell my teacher that I pooped my pants because, well, I was like three years old and completely unable to rectify the situation, which I hope you appreciate the choice of words I used. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I had my pants ripped down to my ankles during a flag football game at Freight Hardeman. Oh, that's no good. Um, there, was a, I will- there was a young lady who, who wore tearaway pants during a flag football game at Freed, and she oh. didn't wear – she only wore underwear underneath. She didn't wear, like, shorts or anything like that. So someone went to grab her flag, and they got her pants, 
And, uh, yep. Yep. And, like, what, you know, imagine, like, everybody else's reaction because, you know, in her mind, she's just hoping they don't look. But everybody's like, holy crap, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And they're like, oh, I feel so bad for her. But they just keep watching. Yeah. You know? Um, on what another note, shout out to an RIP to Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah. And and I know I, uh, not to take away any respect for his life at all. I was just never a big fan. Never really enjoyed anything that he did. But I know there are a lot of people who did. And I was never a big boxing fan, but. I found out that a lot of my friends were apparently huge Muhammad Ali fans. I had no idea. Yeah. Same as when uh, Michael Jackson died. I found out all these people were Michael Jackson, Prince, and all these guys. Yeah. So, I'm not in that Oh, I've known you for 15 years. I've known you for 15 years, and and, uh, I'm just now finding out that Purple Rain was your favorite movie. Oh, okay. I I didn't know. I was unaware. (laughs) It's a movie. Oh, wait. I've told you Weird Al's quote on uh, Purple Rain, right? Uh, probably, but I don't remember anything you say. So he, he compares UHF to Purple Rain, except UHF is intentionally funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you – I appreciate that. He's always good moment of pure man one-liner. Whoa. Pure man passion. All right, writing that down. There we go. Oh, man. Well, it's good to be back on Sunday got... afternoon. I know I've already said that, but it's it's phenomenal. We'll be I back like next it. Sunday afternoon, Saturday, I believe, for Monday Night Marks. And yeah. we are inching ever closer. I think we are, oh, let's see, we're about 10 days away, I believe, from Great American Bash. It's on so the we horizon. Are Inching ever closer. History. History, everybody. That's exciting. Be be sure to check that out. And uh, Travis, I got nothing else if you don't. <laughs> I don't, man. I am uh, ready to hit the outro song. If you are, hit it, I'm man. Uh, let's see. O is before T, right? Yes. Good night, everybody. Yeah, I had to, Have a wonderful had to week. sing the song. We'll see you on Monday night, Marks. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul.